double again. I want to see a triple doink. It might happen. Doink. Double doink. Double doink. Double doink. Triple doink. Quadruple doink. 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 Double doink right there. Doink. Doink. A double doink. Double doinker. Dicker the kicker. Triple doinks it in. Doink. 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 Double doinks and sackles. Teaching you how to football. Can you teach me how to football? I can't. As a Panthers fan, I cannot. That sounds about right. Well, hey, my name is Fernando. I'm Travis. I'm Jimmy G, the dim boys boy. And it's Chris Walters coming back to you. And we're back for another edition of our uh, podcast. Talking to you about the previous week. And then uh, we got our picks coming up for week five. Now, Walters and I were out of town, so we have no idea what happened last week. I was going to say, you seem so confused by the word podcast for a second there. <laughs> I think I'm still like, dealing, I'm still dealing with podcast? that flight. On, How was the trip, uh, by the way, boys? The know. trip was outstanding. We, I mean, I felt bad for Chris. We hung out with a ton of Viking fans. It was a sea of purple. Everywhere we went. It was a we sea went. of purple, yeah. But come on, you know, we're, it's good people, right? I mean... Yeah, they were great. I got to met. I got to meet uh, Sir Death. Sir Death. That was uh, that was a good one. What's Sir Death? Just some guy named Sir Death. Just a Viking super yeah. fan of the VWO, which is the Viking World Order. Just look him up. One of Fernando's heroes for sure. <laughs> Did you get any like kind of dress up ideas for super vans or something? Uh, I mean, it, it takes a lot of effort. Those super they were extra super fan. And uh, it was uh, it was fun to it was fun to watch and be a part of. We got some pictures with them. Um, I think the lady's name was Helga. Yep, there he is. Wow. Oh, Helga. She oh, had gosh. the uh, she had some a big outfit on. Saw the picture. Some big yeah. outfits. Saw the picture. Uh, she had some war paint on her face. Like they were they were ready to go. Yeah, I will say the only cool thing about being a, a Panthers fan and a sea of purple. I'm like the token like Panthers fan everybody wants a picture with, so that was pretty fun. <laughs> he did have that. He did uh, have that jacket on. Yeah, he yeah, had the jacket, he had the jacket on. from from yeah. Thailand by that point. But it's it's great that you guys got to go out and do that. It's fantastic. Uh, so like, why don't we just start it there? How about there? Let's sure. start with our Sunday games. You guys were there. How was it? How was the atmosphere? How did it go? Well, it was there were more empty seats than I thought there would be. And it felt, I don't know, 50-50 Viking Panther fans for uh, for an away game for the Vikings. Yeah, it was, it was you, definitely pretty close to 50-50. The Vikings yeah. traveled well for this game, for sure. It was. Uh, we did the Viking meetup the, the night before at Valhalla. Valhalla. They had the, their, the Viking as their logo, and it's like, yeah, good, like, three or four dozen Viking fans there. They had specials on buckets of Bud Light. So we drank all that and uh, enjoyed our Saturday night. Uh, but for the game, uh, yeah, you know, the Vikings did what they do. Turnovers in the first quarter. I believe it was like a 97-yard interception return for a touchdown. Only touchdown the Panthers scored all day. Feels 99, I feel like 99, yeah. Whatever. We had, yeah, a, we had a one screen of our multi-view. Yeah. We were pretty drunk by the time that happened. So yes. we had been tailgating for a couple no. hours. It was 10 minutes, did five you, minutes did, into the game. Did you know that really? it happened? Or you just... Oh, I know what oh, yeah. happened. Oh, okay. I was like... Of course. Oh, I, was like, I, <laughs> I took a seat down when that I saw Kirk Cousins get uh, blindsided on the... Uh, trying to tackle him downfield. He, he, uh, he didn't uh, look very smooth doing that. Uh, but yeah, no. What was it? Halftime. I think it was like thirteen to seven. We had another turnover trying to trying to go into half, like with the score. Another first half turnover, and then uh, yeah, I wasn't yeah. feeling too good about that game. In the third quarter, happened. But yeah, to start off the game, you know, I, I felt like the Panthers were in, well. At least their defense was in it. I mean, the offense still wasn't showing up. Uh, they kept trying to run the ball up the middle. At one point, I said they had three plays, and I called. All three plays in a row and got it right. And Fernando was like, "They need to figure it out." I was like, "Yes." I think we made a dollar bet, and it was uh, that uh, Bryce Young would throw the ball over twenty yards at one time. Like I think this bet was made halfway through the third quarter. I'm like, you know what? I'll take that bet. And uh, I don't know. I think yeah, I did because we made dollar bets after that. So uh, he did not do it. Like everything was a swing out, a dump off. I mean. Or like nothing. Like you could have almost said ten yards. I don't know if one went over ten yards. If but you gave me twenty. I'm like well, I mean, on yeah. the bright side, what I see from the Panthers is one thing: they're being conservative with Bryce Young. I mean, he was uh, twenty-five of thirty-two, right? Two hundred four yards. 
uh, they're being very conservative with them. They finally, I, I think, started to find their run game eventually when they put Shuba Hubbard back in there. Uh, Miles Sanders has not been the answer so far. We actually watched, I think, at halftime, and he was like eight rushing attempts for like nine He had more rushes like than yards, right? It was something at stupid point? by that yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, Shuba Hubbard eventually came out. I mean, that's going to be the guy. If you picked him up in fantasy, if he's still in the waiver wire, he probably is. Not a terrible pickup right now. Adam Thielen, the resurgence of Adam Thielen right now is fantastic. But, I mean, you know that Bryce Young isn't going to throw the ball past, like, 10, 15 yards by that point. That's Adam Thielen Taylor territory. Big time. And the turning point of the game by far was one of three Harrison Smith sacks that ended up in a fumble picked up by the Vikings. I think it was 51 yards-ish. DJ Wanham. DJ Wanham. And that's when the the Panthers. The that's Panthers when everything like just there was deflated. just a shift. It's like this game is yeah. boring. This game purple took it over. And well, then the Justin Jefferson touchdown happened, and then right there were like, and you could see. I, it. I mean, the Panthers right. had very little offensive movement in this game um, against you, a you, questionable Viking. A very, defense. a very questionable Viking defense. Um, I actually read a report today that said the Panthers are out searching for a number one receiver right now to bring in. For Bryce Young, mm. and my question is, why don't you just bring an offensive line in here to help block for this young man? Uh, I think Bryce Young's gonna be fine. Once again, I'm sticking with my early season prediction that he's gonna have a Jalen Hurts turnaround next year. Once they can actually build an offensive line and offense around this kid, but like he is who he is right now. He's no C.J. Stroud, so let's kind of slip into this game real fast. Uh, and I just, if I could do a quick stat oh, on uh, the game, then we can stop talking about the Vikings-Panthers. But Harrison Smith, first player in NFL history with 14 total tackles, <clears throat> three sacks, and a fumble, forced fumble. And there might have been one more thing, but the first one to get all, th- first person ever to get all three of those stats on a stat line for one game. I mean, it's so no Josh on Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime, but I'll that give you that, that obscure stat right. as well. Uh, but going into rookie quarterbacks real fast, the Texans uh, were at home against the Steelers. C.J. Stroud on pace right now for over five thousand yards this season. He's thrown. He's averaging three hundred three yards right now a game. Uh, six touchdowns, no interceptions. Is he the real deal, or are people just kind of sleeping on the Texans right now? I'm gonna say a little bit of both. I mean, I didn't watch. I'm gonna, you guys are gonna talk about these games. I'm just you're gonna teach me what happened. Teach me to football and oh, what I happened. Get to teach Fernando how to football. So like what? whatever you say, but I, oh. my guess is it's both. But I I shouldn't even say anything because I didn't watch any football except for that one game. He's just a CJ Stroud's a very good pocket presser. Who knew that this was possible? But he just hits his receivers. Moves the offense. The Steelers had no chance this game. I mean, they took out Tank Dell and Nico Collins stepped up. Uh, I mean, like it's it's quite impressive what this offense is doing down there. I mean, they beat the Jaguars this season already. They're, I mean, they're they're playing really good football right now. They're sitting at two and two. Uh, we'll talk about them later on this week. Let's go back to Thursday night though. Thursday night, the Lions travel the Packers. I know I got this one wrong. Um, I thought the Packers were going to show up. They did not. Aaron Jones and Christian Watson were on definitely a snap count. Mm. Um, and when the game got out of hand, they just disappeared in the second half. The Lions own the Packers right now. I like that. You know, go for good for Detroit. They uh, they haven't owned much over the past. 30 years, so go Detroit. I mean, I, I feel like the Lions right now are the kings of the north. Uh, I, I agree. I, yeah, I, I mean, agree. can't argue with that. Big cat club, baby. They, they, yeah, club, the Lions baby. moved that Cheers. offense completely throughout the whole game. <laughs> the Lions moved that offense really well all, all game. David Montgomery is a, the bell cow of that offense, just taking the ball and running and getting – Chuck yardage each time he runs it. Yeah, you had to be an idiot to draft Jameer Gibbs this season. Oh, wait. Uh, somebody, did, somebody did. Oh, wait. I mean, I have no idea what's going on with that right now. I mean, the game is out of hand by this point. We're in the fourth quarter. Jameer Gibbs still isn't seeing the field. They're still just feeding Montgomery. Like, why don't you just let your bell call like rest by this point? doesn't matter. Something's going on. I think Jameer Gibbs owes, like, Dad Campbell money or something like that. Because there's no reason why a guy that you drafted 12th overall in the first round pick is not carrying the ball, even in junk time by this point. So if you were a Jameer Gibbs owner, try and get what you can for him, I guess, by this point. Because you don't want to dump him. Uh, moving on, after that we have the early game for Sunday. I was up How bright early, early at 6.30 in the morning. Uh, we watched part of the Toy Story. You know what, man? I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of people have an issue with the Toy Story game. I'm going to tell you, brought my son out there. 
He turns two this Saturday. Happy birthday, Atlas, by the way. He turns two this Saturday. He was so to see Buzz Lightyear and Woody out there. Thank you, NFL, for putting the NFL with Toy Story by that point, letting the kids watch it as well, which is fantastic. But it didn't matter whether it was Toy Story, whether it was Andy's Room, or whether it was Wembley Stadium. The Jaguars had this game on lock. It was a very conservative game from the offense, I think. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is like 23 or 30 by that point. Uh, they didn't do a lot of flashy stuff, but they did what they had to do to win. They get to sit there for another week and wait for the Bills to come travel to them. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Oh, no, there's some, there was some flashy stuff with the pick six in the Toy Story animation. So, and man. then there was flames coming out of the, <laughs> the interception. Flames come on, man. You know, Light, like, lighting the carpet on it, fire it in Andy's room. In Andy's Mom's going to be really upset. Yeah. Listen, the Jaguars might be 5-5 five and five in London right now, but they are 1-0 in Andy's room, and that's all that matters to me. <laughs> Uh, going on to the Bills Dolphins. Bills Dolphins was, um, man, the <laughs> Dolphins coming off a, a 70 rack by that point. Uh, the Bills, and I, I said it last week, I think the Bills are going to show up for this game. Um, at one point at halftime, I thought the Bills might put up a 70 rack on the Dolphins, but the Bills did what the Dolphins didn't do, and they just let off, and they just kind of let it happen by that point. Josh Allen, though. Looking good, Dan. I mean, five touchdowns this week. Stephon Diggs showing up. Uh, three He's touchdowns, always I think, for good him. when he doesn't turn the ball. That's something, when he doesn't get sloppy with the ball. That's kind of his, I mean, that his was, issue. That was the MO this week, man. I mean, Josh Allen, 320 yards passing, uh, 21 to 25. I think he was like 11 for 11 or 12 of 12 at one point until like he missed like, like a check down. Uh, also has a rushing carry. Um, I mean, Stephon Diggs, 120 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, the the Bills, they took note of what the Dolphins did the previous week, and they let them know that they're still around up there. Uh, going on next, uh, the Ravens-Browns, uh, Deshaun Watson, he who shall not be named, of course, uh, was uh, a late scratch. <laughs> After he named them. A, yeah. a late scratch in the game. Um, and I, I'm sure fantasy lineups changed by that point. But the Ravens came out. It was it was not a pretty. Yeah, game. he was uh, getting some irritation in that shoulder or something during pregame. It just wasn't <coughs> going to be able to go. And yeah, Are you saying maybe, maybe he needs some like massage. He couldn't get like a massage to get that yeah. out of there. So he said it some icy hot. Uh, but I mean, the, the the Ravens absolutely handled that game. By that point, um, we'll go to, to the Rams Colts in the afternoon game. I thought that was uh, actually that was a morning game on that one. That was a that was a pretty good yeah. game. Um, Rams Colts goes to overtime. Um, I think the Rams were up. It was twenty three to zero at halftime, and the Colts came back. They tied that game up twenty three to twenty three with a minute fifty six left. Uh, Anthony Richardson uh, put this on his shoulders, brought him there, uh, could not complete it in the end. Puka Nakua. Your leading reception Puka leader Nakua. right now in fantasy football and probably in the NFL uh, finally gets his first touchdown. It took overtime of week four to do it, but good for him. Yeah, good for him. He's uh, I did pick him up in one of my leagues, and uh, he's helping me out. He's uh, never heard of him before. I didn't. I, I don't watch a lot of college ball, and he is. He's destroying. He's like. Cooper Cup 2.0. I'm surprised he's still on the field, how hard he goes. Speaking of Cooper Cup, yeah, he's coming back. He might be back this week. We have two Cooper Cups on the field. Uh, Going back, uh, Broncos-Bears. This one comes down to the fact that the Bears were up, uh, what was it, 28-7 coming in the third quarter by this point. Uh, The Broncos come back, tie it up with uh, 6.55 left. The Bears had a chance to kick a field goal with about two minutes left, give or take. Uh, it was probably like a 40-yard field goal. They opted to go on fourth and one with a rush up the middle, not with Justin Fields, but they handed it off to Khalil Herbert. Uh, got stuffed up the middle. Broncos went down, scored the game-winning kick with no time left. To set. Well, minute 51 left at that point, but like, uh, I, I can't believe. Right now, it's not on Justin Fields. Justin Fields actually looked great in this game. For once. Uh, he went 25, 28 to 35, 335 yards passing, four touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Khalil Herbert had a game with 103 yards. Uh, DJ Moore, 131 yards, one touchdown. The Bears had this game. It comes down to coaching and play calling. And I know that we, we discussed this like a couple weeks ago Justin Fields calling out the coaching uh, after the game and talking about play calling. And we all kind of ripped on him for it and being like immature as a young quarterback doing stuff like that. 
I watched maybe his game. Right. Maybe it's a pro yeah, truth. Right. I think maybe yeah. there's a little bit of truth in there. Yeah. Who would have thought that this would have been the better game for the Battle of the 0-3? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we know not anyone me. at this game? Do we know anyone at this not game me. in Chicago? I just, I'm just saying uh, the Bears are in a terrible position right now. They're in a good position. I think they have two of the top picks. They have the top two picks right now. Right now. So, I mean, we're looking at probably... How uh, does that happen again? Why do they have two again? Trading away. It's all trades by this point. Right, but who's who do they get it from is what I'm asking. Because uh, I know they had. Let me find. Like, they let have let the th- stat boy find it out. Yeah, yeah. stat boy's doing it. Because yeah, like has that ever happened? I want to know if that's ever happened before. Well, because the other team behind them, Houston, also has top two picks as well. So wait, one, two, three, and four are going to two teams. Yep. But Houston's, if they do better, they're gonna move down a little bit. Okay, so but they'll still have essentially those picks. Right? right, but it's still early in the season. They could move around. Yeah, one of them belonged to the Panthers because oh. for DJ Moore. And, uh, yeah. Oh, so if the Bears finish with the worst record, or tied with the Panthers, it doesn't matter because they'll have the first or second pick regardless. Yep. That's a shame. Anyway. Well, what else happened last week? Let's, uh, yeah, let's just recap talk about these games. the Bengals and the Titans. And Joe Burrow is not 100%, right? He is, he's, he, he's a... As someone on the podcast I listened to, he's like a, just a, a scarecrow just out there being quarterback for the Bengals right now. He got paid. Look at all these guys who yeah, got paid. Yeah, They're yeah, all he, playing like shit. He just can't do anything. They know he can't throw deep. He doesn't have the the, the, the the stepping in motion to be able to get down the field. So it's kind of uh, not surprising because he's not healthy. So it, there's... In an interview that came out with Joe Burrow this week, uh, they're playing the Arizona Cardinals, the uh, Dobby Dimes Cardinals this week. Um, Joe Burrow says, uh, we haven't had a road win yet. Uh, we're playing like good football, good defense, good scheme. He's not talking about the offense because the offense is terrible. I think uh, Jamar Chase actually got on film last week in the locker room. Uh, they said, what do you have to say about today's game? He said, I'm open. I'm open. I'm always fucking open. I apologize about my cursing. Is what he said, not just me saying that by that point. But he, Joe Burrow says we need it for morale, we need it for our ranking, we need it for everything. This is a must-win game for the Bengals, but we'll talk about that a little bit day to day. The Titans, listen, the Titans are one of those teams right now where, like, when I want to pick for them, they lose. When I pick against them, they win. I have no idea. I think I'm 0-4 on the Titans so far this year. Yeah, same. Yeah. And I have no idea how to pick them anymore. Um... I don't know what that team is. Uh, Tajay Spears has actually taken up a lot of like weight from Derrick Henry, but then Derrick Henry had uh, quite a basic game. I think he threw for another touchdown. He threw a touchdown and ran one in, yeah. This last oh, really? Weekend. Again, yeah. You guys uh, are teaching me so much right it's, now. It's pretty incredible. Uh, so the Titans, I don't know. I don't think they're great. Uh, we'll talk about them in this coming week. Uh, Raiders Chargers. The Chargers tried to charge this one up. Again. A little bit. A little I saw bit. them almost do that in Minnesota, but then they ended up winning. Well, this week they ended up winning uh, again. Again, um, it was it was pretty impressive uh, watching the Raiders try and come back on this game. Yeah, they had no, they had no Jimmy G. He was still in concussion protocol. Instead of starting Brian Hoyer, they started Aiden O'Connell mm-hmm. to Derek Carr look alike. Devontae Adams gets injured in the first quarter. Doesn't come back to the third quarter. Yeah, he still was able to do a little bit of work. But ultimately, Aiden O'Connell is still really new, and he could not really pull that win out. Even though I did make a one-dollar bet, thinking the Raiders would win that game, still. That was terrible. Yeah. Herbert, terrible Herbert, one sixty-seven with one TD and an interception. And Fractu- one fractured finger on his uh, off-throwing hand by that point. It too. looked a little mangled. Yeah. It's like it, a lot it, of it stuff. Had a mangled wrapped. splint yeah. on uh, like the fourth quarter. Yeah. It was it was pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go to the Patriots-Cowboys. Not a lot to say about that one. Uh, 49ers-Cardinals. I'll let Jimmy G the... Um, yeah, I thought that, I thought this would actually be close and end up not being close. Um, Purdy did, still did the same Purdy stuff. It's pretty good. Um, Dobby Dimes did fairly well. Michael Wilson is a, a top pick this week. Caught a lot of balls, caught a lot of passes. Was probably second in the uh, targets on the team. Sackers did pretty well, but um, still the Niners, CMC, had four touchdowns, could have gotten five at one point, but uh, Kyle Shanahan did not know 
that he was near the record for five TDs. Um, that would tie the record, right? That would tie the record. I feel like Kamara had Alvin like Kamara, six, Christmas, six Christmas Day. Christmas Day versus the Vikings. Yeah. He yeah. had, uh, I think he had six. Yeah. I Total touch. He had five or six. Yeah, I forget which the record yeah, he was. could have like really gotten more, but yeah. Um, by the way, it's a pretty easy game for them. But uh, they have other things to worry about now. Hopefully it was not a trap game for them. Uh, Sunday Night Football was the Chiefs versus the Jets. Uh, this one became a lot closer than uh, what a lot of people thought it was going to be. I think the point spread was like 10 by that point. Probably. I mean, um, well, check. it was 9.5, yeah. But listen, uh, I'm, I'm going to go on the record right now. I know a lot of people are talking a lot of trash about Zach Wilson. Uh, I'm going to say this dude is playing his butt off right now. Uh, he looks good. He's doing what he can within the system itself. Um, we watched the video I was telling you guys about the other day where like, he blamed the coaching his first year. This year he took Kirk Cousins' route, blamed himself, even though like it probably wasn't his fault, but he took the ownership on that one. 28-39, 245 passing yards and two touchdowns. No turnovers by him by that point. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't terrible. I think he, I mean I think he played pretty well. He wasn't like great or anything, but he played pretty well last season. But coming into a season where you know uh, Aaron Rodgers is your starter and you don't expect to get any playing time this season, and then getting thrown in the first game, yeah, it's going to take him a couple day, games to like find himself and be able to throw the ball well again. He but certainly found himself really well in one series. There was like one we kept hitting back shoulder, back shoulder. He hit I think Conklin. All the way, in the, in, like, for 20 yards or so. Gotcha. In, in a really nice back shoulder throw. And he hit, like, I think Alan Zard for a touchdown. Pinpoint accuracy to get that to him. And I was like, that was actually a really good series of throws. He looked he looked like a really good quarterback that one series. So, I mean, I, I think the question is, I mean, like, are the Jets still in this, essentially? I mean, they're sitting at the bottom of the AFC East right now. They're 1-3, and three, but the Patriots are 1-3. and three. You're looking at the rest of the AFC right now. Only one, two, three, four teams are 3-1. and one. The rest are either 2-2 two and two or 1-3 and three by this point. I think it's too early to, like, you know, with like everyone being close, but I'm gonna say no on the Jets. Like you they're say they're they're out of it. I'm not saying they're out of it, but making the playoffs, especially winning that division uh, with Miami and Buffalo there, that's out of the question. I just can't. I don't see them going to the playoffs with Zach Wilson as their quarterback. But Aaron Rodgers is gonna come back for the playoffs. Alleged, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's gonna. It's gonna take a really big turnaround on their offense to make that happen. Not saying it can't happen. Uh, but, I mean, their running game's not looking all that great either. So, I don't know. It's going to be a pretty big turnaround to to g- even get close, I think. All right, so hear me on this one, right? The the Chiefs are 3-1. and one, The Chargers are 2-2. Two and two. We both think that those are playoff teams, correct? Absolutely. All right. Well, I don't know what the Chargers are. Uh, right now, the AFC South, it's 2-2 two and two for the... Everybody's 2-2. Two all two. the teams by this point. Uh, the Colts, the Texans, the Jaguars, Titans. Yeah. Only one team's probably coming out of that division. Um... We're looking at the AFC North. The Ravens are looking like they're going to own that right now. The Bengals could have a late season resurgence, but I'm not believing in the Browns. I'm not believing in the Steelers right now either. Steelers will not have a losing record. I'll put a dollar bet on that one right now. Okay, got but it. <laughs> I believe you because that's not, not in Mike Tomlin's the, DNA. The AFC East record. right now, I mean, you have the Bills and the Dolphins both 3-1. and one. The Patriots are not looking great. The Jets might have a chance to actually get some wins. All right, you want to do a dollar bet now? Jets make, I'll say they don't make the playoffs? I don't want to do that yet. All, All right, right, that's way too early. Just throw it out there. Do you guys want to talk about that Monday night game? I heard it was ugly. I saw a couple plays at the airport. Uh, I don't think I want to talk about game. that. All right, uh, Giants have no offensive line, and that wraps up your week four recap. We're going to take a little break, and we'll come back for our week five picks. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials. Hey, Fernando. I was actually thinking about uh, just recently, uh, maybe traveling out to North Carolina, seeing my in-laws. Where would I go to hang out? Hang out or be high class? That's the question. High class is what you want, and you're going to find that at Tailored Smoke Cigar Lounge. You walk in... Like, what was it? A dollar to become members, and then they immediately talk to us for a few minutes. High-class VIP treatment. Best cigars in town. Beer on tap. It was the best 
high-class experience of my life. Tailored Cigar Lounge at 210 East Trade Street in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, ask for my cousin Rod while you're there. <laughs> We're back. Looking at our week five picks, uh, we got some interesting games coming up this weekend. Should we go over the picks from la- the results from last week? Absolutely. Why? Why not? All right. All right. It's the quarter season check-in. Quarter season check-in. Quarter season check-in. So straight up at the quarter season check-in, we have Travis leading the way with forty-three picks correct, followed by Fernando, then Chris, and then me with thirty-nine. Forty-one Fernando, forty Chris, thirty-nine for me. Spread-wise, we have, um, it's also Travis, huh, I don't know, I get why we're doing this. And then uh, Fernando and Chris tied for 30, and myself bringing up the rear with 26. I hear he likes taking it up the rear, folks. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go go over some picks, and we always start off with our Thursday night game. A real barn burner in this one, the Bears traveling to the nation's capital, taking on the Commies. Commies are six-point favorites. They look decent at times, but it's usually against a bad team. Bears look good against the Broncos. Um, with that, I think it's two equally not very good teams. I will take the Commies to win this game and do enough, but the Bears will cover that six-point spread. I don't see the Bears um, be making this close. I have the Commies to win and cover. There's something wrong with the Bears right now, and I don't think they're getting it fixed in the half week. There's been something wrong with the Bears for a while. Yeah, Yeah, so I think the Bears had a decent week last week. I don't think that's going to transition over this week. So I'm going to take Washington to win and cover. I think the Bears are starting to figure it out. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, Justin Fields, sorry, uh, started last season as like a bottom twenty like quarterback by that point. Uh, finishes the top five. I think last week was the first time he actually saw the Bears like getting into rhythm. I don't think they're gonna win this game, but I think they're gonna do enough to cover. All right, then we go to Sunday early morning. We got the Jaguars playing their second consecutive London game. Uh, this time they are the visitors against the Bills. Bills are five and a half point favorites. Bills are getting it together. I think the Bills uh, will win this game. But there's something about Jacksonville playing in London. I think the game will be closer than five and a half. So give me the Bills to win and Jacksonville to cover that five and a half point spread. Maybe a field goal at the end. Yeah, I think Jacksonville defense looked pretty good last week. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think the Bills look great too. So I'm taking the Bills. I'll say they cover that five and a half. The Jacksonville home field London advantage only works if they play one game a year. If they're playing multiple, I think they're running out of their luck by doing that. So give me the Bills to win and cover. I just, I and also the Bills just really handled the Dolphins, so I feel like that's equating to Bills. I mean, once again, it, it, it comes down to Jacksonville knows what it's like to travel to London once a year. Uh, they don't know what it's like to spend uh, another week in London. The Bills are coming out. Uh, I think they went to Europe last year, didn't they? Germany somewhere? Did they? That was Tampa playing in a game, I think. Was yeah, it so it wasn't the Bills last year. So the Bills traveling across the pond uh, for the first time in like a little bit. Uh, give me the Jaguars to uh, take this game, uh, sitting at home, come back 3-2, and two, put the Bills at 3-2. and two. Jaguars are going to take this game. Uh, going on to the 10 a.m. games, uh, Pacific time. The first one up will be the Panthers at the Lions. Detroit. I wonder when the last time Detroit was a 10-point favorite in a game. It had to it, it, Double digits, I mean, way to go, Detroit. You are going to win this game, and you are going to cover those 10 points after watching that game in person last week. Uh, that Panthers offense just can't get anything going. Detroit doesn't have a good defense, but... I feel like they can slow down the Panthers' offense for the majority of the game. Uh, Detroit wins and covers 10. That Lions game against the Packers, they handled the Packers really well. Blow, pack, blow. Blow, pack, blow. And I feel like this Panthers game is easier for them to handle them. Give me the Lions to win and cover that 10. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Lions are going to win this pretty easily. I mean, if you want to win, Carolina put Dalton in. It's the only way it's going to happen, so that's not going to happen. Detroit wins and covers it in. Keep pounding. Uh, give me the Lions to win this game, but the Panthers to cover. I think that there's a chance that the Lions might overlook this game. 
Up next, we have uh, the AFC South matchup. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Titans travel to Indianapolis, taking on the Colts. Tennessee, two-point favorites in this game um, on the road. I am taking the feisty Colts to win this game. A little upset here. Uh, both teams are pretty evenly matched, I think, uh, and the Titans are so inconsistent. They're both inconsistent. I don't know. I'm just going with the Colts at home. I think they got this. Yeah, um, I don't know who to pick in this. It's like a coin flip. I feel like the Titans look great this week, and now, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really flipping a coin. Give me the Titans. I just really don't know how which Titans team will come, and I feel like this might have the Titans coming. But are they going to cover that two-point spread? They are going to cover that. Yeah. So I think Richardson might do something this game. He might have a pretty big game. Uh, but I just don't like Indy's run defense, right? So I think Henry's going to show up uh, and run him over. So I'm going Tennessee and with the two. So Indy's giving up, what, 127 yards almost a game right now uh, on run defense. Uh, but it doesn't matter to me. If this game was in Tennessee, I might take Tennessee on this one. But I'm going to take the Colts. Uh, I am 0-4 in the Colts this, this season, uh, which is a bummer. Uh, so maybe I'm wrong again this week, but give me the the, the Colts uh, to uh, to cover. Up next, we have Giants at Dolphins. Not much to say here. Two teams heading in opposite directions. Miami is an 11 point favorite in this game. Uh, Miami wins and it covers that 11, no problem. The Giants. You, none of you guys watched the Giants game with the Seahawks. It was, I, a, I, I, it was on in the background. Yeah, I just. I, I just <laughs> Watch Are we asking the, the Giants to cover 11 after they couldn't even block Daniel? Daniel Danny Dimes had 11 sacks. No, no. Give me the Dolphins. This is easy for Dolphins. I don't think I have any, anything else to say. Yep. Dolphins take the same <laughs> cover. Well said. Chris is a well said comment on that one. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think the Dolphins, uh, I mean, they're going to be pissed off after last week. They're going to take it out on the Giants. The Giants have nothing to show. To match that, so give me the Dolphins to win and cover this game. Up next, uh, Saints at Patriots. Uh, New England, one-point favorites at home. Um, I have a feeling this is going to be uh, possibly the lowest-scoring game of the weekend. I think that both defenses are decent. Offenses, big question marks. Give me the Patriots in an ugly game. They're going to win, and they'll cover. They'll win by at least one point. I flipped the same coin, and I got Saints for this one because this is too like, – I don't know who wants to win this game at all. Um, yeah, give me the Saints. Yeah, I'm taking the Saints as well. I think the Patriots are going to win this game. Uh, it's at home. Uh, they're coming off a very embarrassing loss uh, against the Cowboys last week. Uh, I think Matt Jones is going to throw the ball for about 40 yards. Uh, I think Zeke's going to have a decent chunk. Uh, if you haven't picked up Hunter Henry yet, maybe you should. Uh, because he's on pace right now to have a pretty good season. So give me the Patriots to win and cover. All right, final game in the morning games will be the Ravens at the Steelers. Uh, Ravens, four-point favorites in this game. Uh, from what I've seen from Pittsburgh and their offense, I just they are ugly to watch. Ugly, ugly, ugly. And the Ravens are really starting to push on the gas, and they're, they're going to run away with this division. I got the Ravens winning this game, no problem. I think four points is a bit low. I know it's a road game for them, but Ravens all day. Lamar's going to have a hell of a game. There's no picket in this game. Well, maybe. I don't think he's going to play this game, so it might be Trubisky. Do you think the Steelers are going to be over 500 at this rate? Because it seems like they're really they're underwater, but they could be getting some breaths. Or, I don't know. Um, I have the Ravens to win this game. I just don't think the Steelers have anything to to go against the Ravens. Yeah, I think uh, I think Ravens have the better offense, um, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. So Baltimore wins and covers this game. Uh, we did. Oh, sorry, Travis, say, take I, it away. I think the Steelers actually uh, have a pretty decent team right now. Uh, they're still trying to find their way. Uh, the running game seems to be getting on. Uh, George Pickens is still doing well. Deontay Johnson could be back not this week, but the following week after that. Um, I think it's going to be a lot closer. I still think the Ravens are going to cover this game, but the Steelers are going to put up a hell of a fight, I think. Um, and I did skip one for the morning games. We have the Texans at the Falcons. Uh, the Texans are looking good the last couple weeks. 
Um, I this was a tough one for me. I had an initial guess, but I'm think or pick. Uh, but hearing you guys talk about that, you know, I didn't get to watch the game last week. I'm gonna go with the Texans to win. They are two point underdogs on the road. I think they keep it up and just keep it going. I think it's gonna be a really entertaining game. I think this is going to be a game where you saw this on your the calendar. You're like, no big deal. This is going to be a good one. I think this is going to be a fun game to watch, and I'm going to take the Texans to to win on the road. I would agree, except they're playing Atlanta, and that stadium is notorious, as far as I can tell from that one game I've been to. It's hard to play there as a visitor. It's loud. It's obnoxious. And it, I, I feel like it might affect Stroud for this game, maybe, but... Um, I'm going to go on gut and say the Falcons will win this a game and cover. Going with Houston on this one. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, the Falcons at home are a much more difficult team to actually beat. The two and a home this year. Uh, two and zero at home this year. Uh, tickets right now only twenty six dollars. If you want to get tickets this game, oh, that's what I'm talking about. It's a quite impressive price by that point to go see an NFL game. Um, but I'm going to say that this is the time that maybe C.J. Stroud might hit like a little bit of a little roll bump in, in his thing. Uh, give me the Falcons to win and cover this game just because it's in Atlanta. If this is in Houston, I might give it the other way. All right. Going to the afternoon games, the Eagles are traveling to SoFi Stadium, taking on the Rams. Eagles four-and-a-half-point favorites. Like the Rams... I'm still not quite figuring them out yet. They're just one of those teams. Um, but I will pit the Eagles still to go and win. It's still going to be like a home game for them because there's going to be way more Eagle fans there. However, I got the Rams covering that. I think the Rams are a good enough team where they can keep up with the Eagles enough. But the Eagles will still find a way to win it at the end. So give me the Eagles, but the Rams covering 4.5. I think Cooper Cup might be back for this game for the Rams. So I feel, and I think I, if he's going to play, I feel like he's going to play the whole game. I still pick the Eagles to win this game, but now I'm going to change for the Rams to cover. I feel like it's going to be closer than I, anyone really thinks. And I think the Rams are really unknown right now what their potential is. Now with Puka and Cup. Yeah, I think all the Rams games so far this season have been pretty close, except for I think they blew out, you know, Seattle or whatever. But um, I think everything so far has been pretty good. So I think they're going to be able to keep this game close. I got Philly winning, but the Rams are going to cover the spread. Uh, this one was a hard one for me. Um Matt Stafford's been playing really well with a bunch of like unknowns, young rookie receivers. Kyron Williams looking pretty good. I, I still feel like the the Eagles are trying to find themselves on offense right now. Um, I don't feel great about this pick, but give me the Rams at home to take this game. Uh, Wooden cover, obviously, um, but I think whether Cooper Cup is there or not, I think the Rams have this game. We got uh, Bengals Cardinals for the next one. Uh, Cardinals are three point underdogs at home. Cincinnati, Cincinnati is favored. Uh, the Cardinals have looked way better than anyone could have imagined so far this year with no Kyler. I mean, everything about that team, it's like, and the Bengals have just looked like trash. Way worse than anybody could imagine. Absolute trash. Give me the Cardinals as home underdogs to beat the Bengals. Improved to two and three on the year. Keep flying, Cardinals. Is that what they say? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm just making stuff up. Fly, fly, fly Cardinals, fly. Fly Cardinals, fly. Should we? Should we? Should we insert Jonathan Gannon's like hype speech from earlier this year? Yeah, you do uh, maybe you want I'll do. do I'll, maybe I'll do that. Who drove over here? Quick, let me see your hands. Who took the bus? Do you have fire in your gut? Um, I don't feel good about picking the Bengals to win this game. They're, it's a three-point spread, so it's it could be a push or they just could be winning. I don't. I, I just feel like this is going. There's, this is the point where the Bengals are going to determine whether or not this season is worth fighting for, or just let Burrow like just heal at this point because they lose this game. So I feel like the Bengals will win this game to rescue their season because it's gone after this and they lose this. Yeah, I think this is a big make-it-or-break-it game for Cincinnati for sure. Uh, Burrow really needs to show up whether he's hurt or not. 
Um, he needs to make an impact on this game. But I like what Arizona's been doing, uh, and I don't think Cincinnati has enough to make it happen. So, uh, what do you say? Keep flying? Keep flying. Keep flying. <laughs> keep flying, Cardinals. I took the keep pounding from the Panthers, okay. and then the Fly Eagles flies like, keep flying, Cardinals. Keep flying. Stupid. It's all stupid. <laughs> Listen, so this is a winnable game for the Cincinnati Bengals. They, they need to win this game. After that, they get the Seahawks at home, and then they get a bye week. So Joe Burrow has to make it through two more weeks before he gets a week off. That's what he has to do. And I believe the Bengals can do that. I think that they're a good enough team to be able to do that. Give me the Bengals for the next two weeks. I don't care. Like we'll put my pick in for next week as well. Give me the Bengals to win this game, win next game, go into the bye week at three and three, and they have to face the 49ers. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks. All right, Jets at Broncos. Uh, Broncos one and a half point favorites in this one at home. Um, I don't really know much to say about this game. I know the Jets probably played their best game. Broncos had a good comeback. Win over the Bears, another terrible team. Just give me the Broncos to win at home. They'll cover that point and a half. If the Jets are going to win one in any of these games coming up on their schedule, this might be the most winnable game. Um, I feel like I think I think they have enough weapons on the Jets. I think Brees Hall is a full a full no like snap limit. So give me the Jets. Um, I think they'll be able to like use running game and the and. Garrett Wilson and maybe some other wide receivers out there with with this Broncos defense. Give me the Jets to win this. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think this one's a little bit of a toss-up, to be honest. But I just don't know if I trust the Jets enough yet or if I will for them to make a run against uh, Denver on this one. So I'm going to take Denver, and I say they get the one and a half. Hard to choose as the Broncos at home against the Jets team, the way that they've been playing. Uh, but I'm going to take the Jets on this game. I think the Jets are going to get a little bit of run. They get the Eagles next week, which is going to be a little bit hard. Uh, but they get the Giants, they get the Chargers at home, and they get the Raiders. So the Jets, if they win this game, could be a 3-3 three and three team in the next few weeks. Uh, give me the Jets in this game to take it. All right, final afternoon game will be the Chiefs at the Vikings. Uh, Chiefs, four-point favorites on the road. Uh, the Vikings have uh, you know, kept it close in every single game. Once again, the one-score games are just not winning them this year. Um, I will say, if the Vikings don't turn the ball over, like I'm still going to pick the Chiefs to win, but the Vikings might cover. But they're going to turn the ball over, and Kansas City will win and cover that four-and-a-half points. I don't see the Vikings be able to win this game at all. It just seems improbable at this point. They, they barely beat the Panthers. So, yeah, give me the Chiefs to win the cover. I am taking the same. Uh, I think Minnesota will turn over the ball, um, and I don't think they have enough offense to compete with Kansas City. So, I say Kansas City wins and covers. I think we saw something from Patrick Mahomes last week. I think he's vulnerable. He is but a man. Um... I know originally I uh, had the Chiefs uh, winning cover this game. There's something inside of me that thinks that the Vikings can't go to 1-4 and four, and the Chiefs are vulnerable and there's not going to be a Taylor Swift at this game. Wait, you don't think Taylor Swift's going to be at this game? Give me the Vikings winning this game outright <laughs> in Minnesota. Vikings win, huh? Okay. Be a, Hell yeah! That'll I'll be, be cheering no for, for you, Travis. I'll be cheering for you. Um, one dollar bet Taylor Swift's at this game. I'll take that bet. All right. All right. Sunday night football. This is probably this could be the best game of the year so far. I mean, Cowboys at Niners. Both teams. Oh yeah, the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals. I'll just say four zero, but not the case. <laughs> Niners four point favorites on this uh, in this game. Um, I just. Can't. If this game was in Dallas, I might take Dallas to win. Uh, but I think San Francisco will win this game. But I'm going to say the Cowboys can cover that, those four points. I'm going to go with like a field goal in this one. Uh, it should be a very entertaining game. Give me the Niners. Cowboys cover. Yeah, this game is very, very scary, but very, very good. Um, I'm going to take the Niners, but I feel like the Cowboys will cover. I think it's going to be very close. might be a field goal separation between the two. I don't see these teams making mistakes, so I feel like 
Um, the Niners make less mistakes, and that's why they'll win. But that's my, yeah, I'm going with that. Yeah, I'm going to take San Francisco, uh, and I feel like if Dallas defense would really show up, uh, they'd, be, they'd have a chance to keep it close, but I don't think that's going to happen this week. So I'm going to say San Francisco is going to win by more than four, at least. Kind of Fernando this one. Uh, I think that if this game is in Dallas, I think it'd be a lot closer. Uh, but San Francisco is world beaters. Jerry Jones already came out and said that the San Francisco 49ers are going to Super Bowl this year. Um, he says hopefully they beat them twice uh, to do that. But I mean, Jerry Jones already given up the season. 49ers too good, too hard. Let's go. Final game of the week, we got Monday Night Football. Packers at the Raiders. Green Bay, one-point favorites in this game. Uh, another game that's kind of like, ugh. But uh, I'm going to go and, I'm going with the Raiders at home. I don't know who's starting a quarterback for them. You guys said Derek Carr Jr. or something. Um, I just think the Packers have looked very uh, iffy as of late. So uh, give me the Raiders. Uh, they will upset the Packers as the Packers are one-point favorites. I feel like the Raiders don't have much of a defense to like keep this game close. I have the Packers winning this. I think they have enough weapons to do it. Um, even with Jimmy G there, he's probably back from concussion protocol. Um, I think the Packers have more weapons and more cohesiveness than the Raiders. So give me the Packers. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, the, the Raiders on this one. I think Jimmy G might be back and he might be able to show up. I think um, I think Love, Love's kind of been like hit or miss uh, this season, so it's a little tough for me to stick with them right now and their running games. So I think, uh, I think Vegas might have enough to be able to pull this one out. I don't know, man. I don't think it's Jimmy G or it's Aiden McConnell or... Whoever it is, uh, I think the Packers, I think the fans are going to show up in full fright. I think the NFL is going to learn real quick when you put people in transplant cities, like how much it's hard to like build a fan base there. I think Packers fans are looking forward to going to Vegas this week. I think the Packers fans are going to outnumber the Raiders fans this week. I think the Packers are going to take this game and watch their offense fly. Fly, Packers, fly. <laughs> No. Blow, no. pack, blow. No. Uh, this week we got the Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, and Buccaneers on buys. First week of bye week. Seems like a lot of buys. So we're going to do our first, uh, we're going to do our hot takes right now. Hot takes. Uh, Andrew, you want to describe this uh, this sauce that this, we're... This is a hot sauce from Nacho Jr. in La Mesa. It's, uh, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty zesty and a little hot. Like I put it on a... All right. Well, the shit we had last week was yeah. Cheers. So we're gonna do. Do we do we take it first? So like my hot take. take. It. T- yeah, take it. All right. We're taking the hot sauce. The zesty. Yeah. Shit. Maybe you should wait for your, before you take a hot take and you do your. Yeah. All right. <coughs> my hot take this week is the Panthers Lions game. The Panthers have not scored more than one, or they haven't scored two or more offensive touchdowns with Bryce Young <coughs> at quarterback. The only time they did that was when Andy Dalton started. I say the Lions get up by so much that they get two offensive touchdowns in garbage time. Come on, Bryce Young, you can do it. Oh, man. Somebody do I, it. Yeah, I'll hop in. Um, did you take yeah, it? So, yeah, I did. I did. Uh, it's starting to burn a little bit. Uh, my hot take for this week is it hates, it really hurts for me to say it, but uh, I'm going with New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> don't, don't sleep on New Orleans right now. I know Derek Carr did not look great last week, but they do have Kamara back. I think Taysom Hill is like making a really big impact this year. Uh, I think they're going to be able to win this week, plus the NFC South is still super weak, uh, so they still have a chance at winning this division for sure. So don't sleep on them just yet. You can give up on the Panthers, though. Uh, my original hot take was going to be the Rams over the Eagles, but I already took that one. So uh, I'm going to go with this one for fantasy football players out there. Uh, if you have Aaron Jones and Christian Watson, I don't think you're going to be on a, a pitch count this week. Start them. Start both of those people. I will. Right now. Um, both of those players are going to go off. I think the Packers are going to have a field day. I'm going to say over 30 points. Score for the Packers. But give me the Packers. In this game, fly, Packers, and fly. give me Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. 
<clears throat> my hot take is a little science based. Um, Aaron Rodgers <clears throat> appeared on the field on the, that Sunday night game with crutches, without much of a limp. He's two and a half weeks out of the boot that he had after Achilles surgery. He's now just without the boot, without the bandages. He has just called Travis Kelsey like Mr. Pfizer. This guy, I feel like he's either not not following his doctor's advice. He's trying to get back to the playoffs if the Jets have to make it. I fear he's gonna he's not really rehabbing correctly, and he might get injured and do something to Achilles when he gets back if he's not really following his doctor's orders. He's never followed doctor's orders before. My hot take is he should be careful not to really like cause another injury or come back too fast. So he shouldn't do that. So your hot take is my that my hot take he, is he might. So you think he's coming back this year? Is that what your hot take? Yeah, That's I feel more like of a hot I, feel, take. I feel like he's taking. I don't know how much of a hot back, take that is, but he's like, not going to last he's long. Coming back, he's keep, not going to last long. Keep Rogers in your IR. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode of Double Doinks and Sackles. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will catch you next time. Signing off. My name is Fernando. I'm Chris. Jimmy G. The boys, boy. The boys, 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 them boy. boys, boy, them boys, them boys, boy. Uh, okay. I heard it. Boys, boy. <laughs> boys. No, not that type of boys, boy. And my name is Travis. Thank you so much for um, all two of you listening in uh, this week. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, keep on uh, flying. flying, Rams, Arizona, Arizona, fly, fly, whatever, fly, 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 Jaguars, fly. <laughs> And it's just a back wall of nothing but cigars. Yeah, we sat down and just started bullshitting with uh, his cousin Rod. Yep. And uh, got some stogies. I got one that had a purple wrap on it. He got a, You got a blue one, I think. And then there was one called Superfly that I saw after I finished my cigar. I'm like, man, I wish I would have got that one. Because that one had a purple wrap, too, and it was called Superfly. And he was like, you know what? He just like took it like... She doesn't have to know about that. I'm like, all right. Thing is, like, here, I'll show you guys the VIP lounge. She's busy doing something else. Like, she's like the manager or some shit. <laughs>